0: It just generates so much excitement. Thanks to the off the ball, we took Emil off your hands. But... <laughs>
1: <laughs> water,
0: <laughs> We're trying to get Karen on as a player. Right? <laughs> There's some things you just can't change. Anymore. Subscribe to the Core Gig Pod on the Off the Ball app now. The Koi Gig pod on Off The Ball In association with Cadbury Official snack partner of the Republic of Ireland Women's National Team
1: Katie McCabe, a huge, huge goal very proud of the team's performance We're going to go out there to beat them We're going to try and beat them hello and welcome to the koi gig podcast we are back in business after a very short break Um, i think we probably got less time than a lot of the international players did after the world cup so we are feeling equally as uh, unrefreshed as everyone else but we are delighted to be back with you guys and so much has happened in the short time that we have been away from we are Powell going, we have I think Leason interim manager. Our very own Emma Byrne has abandoned us and joined the Irish setup, although she insists that it's only for a couple of weeks. So hopefully we will have her back for the start of the WSL season and we got nominated for uh, Best Sports Podcast at the Irish Podcast Awards which is like a big woo moment for us and so once again thank you everyone who listens to the podcast and supports us because obviously we wouldn't get to do these fancy nice evenings and have a little bit of fun if it wasn't for you so we really do appreciate it but um, thankfully we still have one loyal member of the podcast so I am joined today to look ahead to Ireland, the Republic of Ireland versus Northern Ireland Tomorrow at the Aviva a historic day alongside Karen Duggan Karen how are we feeling it's quite early in the morning we're um we're adjusting to this
0: I was promised I was promised no more 7 a.m recordings and we were all this promised is how no- you repay my loyalty <laughs> God I could have been asked to go in and be water girl you don't know. <laughs> But I chose to be here.
1: <laughs> well, funny enough, this was brought up by uh, Eileen Gleason when I was chatting to her during the week. And uh, she was saying, Oh, I, I stole one of your podcast hosts. And I was like, Yeah, just don't go taking the other one, Emma. And I made the water girl joke that Emma had. And she was like, Oh, no, no, we want Karen in as a player. So uh, <laughs> you, you never know. You could be well, getting that phone call they ahead of tomorrow want to know Eileen
0: Gleason, but she is funny.
1: <laughs> she is very she funny. Is very funny yeah,
0: yeah. um good interview she's really really funny
1: yeah no she was very quick-witted and I very strongly told her that she's just not allowed to take any more of my podcast host. so uh, unfortunately, nice
0: to be able to have a relaxed conversation just I turn in the tables on you here for a minute let's do I'll ask the questions what was it like was it different
1: It was definitely different. It wasn't totally relaxed in the Mm -hmm. sense that that was the first time she'd obviously spoken since taking up the role. So there were questions that had to be asked, obviously about everything that had gone on before, about some of the people she'd selected into the team. But you could absolutely see why they took on Eileen as that interim manager because it was like water off a duck's back. She wasn't flustered by it at all. Well, there there's only one point where she got like a little bit annoyed at someone who asked a question and that's because she felt like they were misrepresenting what she was saying and she shut it down immediately. And um, I was really impressed, like just by talking to her by how she was able to communicate what she was wanted to achieve with the team and where the direction the team was going and that the past was a past, And this was an opportunity for, you know, new cycle, new qualification period, new people in there and um, spoke really highly of Emma Byrne of course because literally everyone has in the last week which we already know but you know it's it's nice to see it again so yeah I'm hoping for a more peaceful time although I suppose that all depends on no who they decide thing. to get in <laughs> it's
0: never gonna happen actually you thought we were gonna get peace but there's always something there's always something to just bring us back down there but look I I when Eileen was brought in as head of women's football in the FAI I thought it was a really really good appointment like you say she's very measured um, she's very well educated she knows women's football so she can kind of back up what she's saying um, in those interviews I'd hate to lose her from that role because I think she brings so much to it but I think Mm -hmm. like you say for the interim manager position and what's needed in the squad at the moment which is that kind of stable person who's able to kind of cope thick skinned can cope with all of the media pressure that's coming because it is still a massive game and it's, obviously it's coming off the back of the most media coverage there's ever been um, around a team, positive and negative. Mm-hmm. So to have someone like her in place, I think it it protects the players a bit at the moment, which is very much needed.
1: Yeah, I think so. And uh, I mean, even the way they did it. So like Eileen was up, but all the other players who were up that day were all players who hadn't been to the World Cup. So it was like, it almost forced everyone to move on after everything that had happened the day before with Diane's comments and how kind of people had so many different opinions about that. You couldn't really ask the likes of, you know, Sam McCarthy or Saoirse Noonan, you know, what are your thoughts? Because it was so easy for them to be like, oh, I wasn't there. I, you know, I'm just focusing on myself and looking ahead. And I think, in some ways, as you were saying, this match tomorrow, as much as it's historic, it's also really important. Mm. And I think that's got lost somewhere in the last week it or has. so. And we have a lot of injuries. This is
0: not going to be an easy game. You know, this is, you know, there's a lot of new faces back in the squad. It's there's, against it. will been some unrest there in terms of the amount of injuries and stuff. So it's important that we do focus on the football Mm. You know, and, and, and not just be like, oh, this is a post-World Cup celebration. We were supposed to have that with the homecoming. This is an Asian League football match and we need to be getting out of this. We need to be winning this group. Um, we need to try and improve our rankings and um, mm. if we are to continue to develop in the way we were prior to the
1: yeah. yeah, and also I think because maybe a lot of people – haven't seen all that much of Northern Ireland especially in the last year or so I think it's only two or three games they've had mm. They their manager Kenny Shields who brought them to the Euros he left in January and then like they only appointed Tanyaks to be last month Um, so they've just had a few interim people in there like she's a really really good and interesting appointment like I thought it was really progressive of Northern Ireland to appoint someone like her and shows exactly what they have in mind for what they want to achieve so they're going in tomorrow being like we want to ruin this party even more than it has probably been ruined over the last couple of weeks but like on the pitch do they want to ruin our party
0: yeah of course they do they're not just there for the occasion as well and obviously after the Euros they had a bit of a dip Um, but like the Northern FA they, they were very good at putting out their strategic plan a while ago and I read through it and I do think that they're going about things in the right way. and They're very structured and they're bringing the women into that now as well. Um, mightn't be long before we see an all nations league. Um, there are some very good teams up there. There's there's teams who are semi-pro or as we, mm. at least one team who's semi-pro as well up there. So they're not as far behind as we are now. We have a lot more players, I think, playing professionally. And we've always kind of said how much that, that has improved our team. So we should still be winning this game, but there is an awful lot of pressure on it, it still. I still it, fully expect that we should win this game.
1: Well, because we even said it around the time of the Euros, whenever we were covering yeah. Northern Ireland and the games they had in Southampton, obviously, like they played the likes of England, which wasn't easy, but we talked so much about what they were doing with the team and the progression they were having. You had some of the teams this summer in the All-Island Cup, like... Yeah, got spanked how- by the Glentoran. <laughs> <laughs> so still yeah, I was gonna ask. I was like, "How? Because some of those players are the sort of players that will be on like the mention team tomorrow. How? How was it going up against them?
0: Um, do you know what? In terms, I was. I get. I think I was a little bit surprised. Obviously, it was our mid-season breakish time. Like we weren't at full strength, but even if we were, I was really struck by how. Fit they were, they were as fit as a professional team, and I mm. always think when you have that, you give yourself a chance in any game. Um, so they were very fit, very powerful, and had some excellent players. And I think since then, some of those players have been picked up by by mm. pro teams. So um, the it the pool is smaller, obviously, but um, it is it's I I was definitely um impressed and definitely a little bit taken aback and um, so again it's just not a game we can take lightly um, and I think it, a lot of those players would put themselves in the shop they're looking to put themselves in the shop window as much as a lot of our players were um, earlier in the season and mm. um, again the push is to go professional they've started it a little bit and they're going to start getting picked up by, by more teams abroad as well Um uh, I don't I haven't seen the the national team enough to kind of mm. comment on where they're at. But similar both, they're going to be out to impress this new manager. Um, you know, they probably have bought into what she's brought to the team. Um, whereas we know we have an interim manager. It's refreshing, yes, but what are we buying into at the moment? We don't know. We don't have a set plan. So there's still a lot of uncertainty about what the future holds for our team. Um Oh, yeah, we still should win.
1: You mentioned earlier about the injury list that we have, which is like pretty extensive. I suppose the ones in terms of players who start very regularly at the World Cup are Farrelly, Little John, and um, Nifahi. They're all not in the group, but there's quite a few other names in there as well. It's kind of interesting because obviously. Eileen Gleason, new manager, new coaching staff you would kind of expect some shifts and changes anyways in terms of just like getting through the game but how do you think we're going to line up tomorrow with those injuries and also the fact that Eileen is in there I don't know <laughs> I was no. joking with her that she had to listen to our podcast this morning To since she had Emma Byrne we would give her a side of things <laughs> um, I do not know I I don't
0: know who we would play fullback Um, Mm. If we were to go to a four, um, three players you mentioned are three of our more technical players. I do worry still. Great that we're bringing in players, young, exciting players. Technical ability wise, I think we're a little bit still at sea. Um, I think that those players are starting to come through from the underage, but we still have to give them time to go through the 17s and 19s and filter them up in that way. Um I don't know. I, I think everyone would love to see us go back to the to a 433. Just looking at the personnel, I don't know if this is the game to do that big shift in. Mm. Um because who, who are you playing? You're putting Avo Magney straight back in left back. Izzy Atkinson, who was only just called in because of injury, which again, I think was a little bit of a surprise. Um, So our wishes to get Katie further up the pitch might not happen. Now, I think Denise will get more freedom. I don't mm-hmm. think that Megan Connolly will probably play centre back. I, I don't think that that would be necessary. Um, and then I think it'll be pretty much the same as it was Caruso up top. She, for me, was the standout player um, since
1: she's been given her chance. Um, she's been doing and she's well been as well in the NWSL since she moved. and She's been working under Casey Stoney as well, which you can imagine has only helped her improve even more.
0: Yeah, I mean, that was an incredible move for her and... You know, it's so great for us to see our players playing at a level like that and know that they can play at a level like that. Um, she's still the best strike option. It's just whether we get to play an actual number 10 off her. I'd love to see that because she's so good at holding up the ball and and doing those little pop passes. If we could just get players closer to her, I think it could um really be a really good outlet for us if we had, you know, quick players playing off her. Um, who that will be, I I don't know. I, usually the team kind of picks itself, I guess. But mm. um,
1: well, that's what makes us interested. if we're asking though, for because... changes,
0: it doesn't. So
1: yeah. I don't know. But is that not what's kind of interesting about this? Because as you say, like during the World Cup, apart from like maybe one or two little tweaks, it was pretty obvious what who the starting team would be. But like, this is probably the time we need these sort of things to happen because we'll have like more qualifications coming up. And you know, injuries are going to happen. We're relatively lucky that Heather Payne was kind of only the main one during the World Cup, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, so we do kind of need to work out our options and we need to start doing that sooner rather than later.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I would love to see us play with a proper number 10 instead of the box. Um, and that means it's it's not too deep deep-lying midfielders so that we can just... Push up the pitch a little bit more. I I say that with trepidation because we still the pace. Uh, I'm wondering about pace at the back, even if we. So if we take Katie out of left back, Heather really is the only person with pace. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously teams would identify that.
1: Yeah, for what I remember of Northern Ireland, pace is one of the things that they're they and that's why I have.
0: Think be winning this game. I think we still should have superior power, technical ability, given the number of players we do have playing professional. Um, Mm. But, you know, we're kind of in this new era now. And I think there's an expectation that we'll just play this wild, expansive football, but these things take time. Um, But it is, it's great to see young faces back in. It's great to see Tyler Tolan back in. It's great to see Emily Whelan back in, um, you know, players who can bring something fresh into the mix as well. And this is a fresh start to going to, there is still going to be a period of transition and we have to accept that. And we have to have an eye on the future. So yes, these Nations League games are important in terms of results, but it's equally important to balance that with blooding players who could potentially play in the Euros and, in months to come, we'd be hoping Ellen Malloy will be back from injury. I think she'd be great to bring back into the fold. Um
1: she's back playing, um, isn't she?
0: She is back playing. Yeah, just in time to playoffs, which is brilliant. Um, yeah. but the likes of her, Erin, you know, uh, mm. Tara, uh, Jamie Thompson, these types of players in the next few months bringing them into the squad and giving them the experience now is very important. And yeah, there might be a bit of sacrifice in terms of, you know, having to coach these players along and bring them up to the level and give them the time to do that. But it's very important when you look at the age profile of the team that we do Mm. do this. And particularly if we're going to look at the injury list we have now, Sinead Farley, Rusha, Niamh, the most likely names all in their thirties as well. At some point we're, Hopefully not yet, but in the future, these are names, big boots that we're going to have to fill, and we have to keep an eye on that. I think that's mm. really important.
1: And also, as well, the some of the younger names that you mentioned there, like some of the clubs that they're being associated with now over in England, and like you want to make sure that they're coming into the national setup. And when I say committed, I don't mean in the sense that like, they're going to go anywhere or anything, but that, you know, they're going in there and being like, yes, this is a good setup. I feel confident going into this. I know my place. I know my role. And then whatever experiences they are getting, whether that's here or somewhere else, those are ones that they're like keen to bring back and like yeah. integrate into the squad as well. It
0: It's not easy coming into a squad, especially when that's as, as established as ours is. You know, we have to filter people in. You have to give them time and stuff like that. So it's important if we think that they're going to be involved in a couple of years that we start to do it now because there there is an adjustment period, no matter how good you are at underage. um, It's not just about that. It's having the confidence to go and sit with and play with the likes of Katie and, and Denise, these big name players, and getting up to the speed that they're at isn't easy. Even if you are being linked with big clubs or potentially playing in England now, they're still a level above and you want to perform at your top, top level for your country. Ultimately, yeah, more and more people are going pro, but the feeling I get from the girls is the reason that they go pro is still to play with the Irish team. And I think that that's always a good attitude to have. It means we have players who are fully, fully committed to the team. You know, when you see these uh, players, male players, often high profile male players who don't fancy a game in Liechtenstein, they'll have a mysterious calf injury. I don't see that happening to yeah. us, even if all the girls go pro. Because, like I said, a lot of them are still going pro, not making a huge amount of money, but they're doing it with the view that they want to play for the Irish team. Um, so long may
1: that last. Uh, yeah, but it's also, as you were saying, like it's a competitive enough atmosphere to get into, especially that starting team. So you kind of need to be putting yourself forward as much as possible and taking every possible opportunity you can get to make sure you break into that squad because otherwise you are going to get left behind fairly quickly Um, and I know it's one of the slightly annoying things I was talking to Rachel Sullivan from Girls on the Ball about this yesterday when she was in off the ball and you know it's really hard to try and get people excited maybe for some of these group games, like Northern Ireland at the Aviva, a bit of a derby, obviously the history behind it, but you know, Hungary, Albania, they're not names. They're not big footballing names that you're going to. And you're like, Oh, you get to see Alexia Patella. or so you get the opportunity to do this. And that's also another really important reason why we need to try and like improve our standing to make sure that we are getting exposed to those sort of games. Cause Whatever people think about the time that Vera Powell was there, that was one of the things I did really agree with her on when she said, you know, we need to be playing as best the opposition as possible, as regularly as possible, to make sure that we are able to compete at that level.
0: Yeah, like these aren't games that are going to retain the people who were part-time supporters, you know what i mean. Um so it's important that we win the group.
1: After um, this week some of them can go. I don't mind but some of the comments that were floating around 100%. about the team,
0: <laughs> see you later to be honest, back to twitter and pretend to support someone else, you know uh, some of the comments have been just so ridiculous. I I wouldn't want to to give oxygen to them. You know, you're Mm -hmm. so tempted to respond to people online, but you're just like, no, that makes sense. I just had to like put my phone away
1: and I was like, I just, I'm not looking at it. It's impossible. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like anyone who referenced giving up supporting this team over something that was said, um, you're not a supporter and you don't care about women's football and you don't know anything about football and you can pretend you can. And Yeah. Bye.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the amount of times I saw people referencing them as like a pub team and stuff. And I was like, you do realize that one of our players just got nominated for a Ballon d'Or. And that isn't on the basis of what she has just, obviously it's on the basis of the last season, but it's also on the basis of the career she has built. Denise Sullivan, captaining like North Carolina Courage. Respected by literally players from nations across the world, and I was, anyways, I won't get into it now because I'll just get myself annoyed and it's too early for that and um, so Karen, prediction for tomorrow I think we'll win mm-hmm.
0: I think in the early stages, it could be a bit nervy, big crowd, but i
1: i just, I want us to get it. i should we be getting three goals? I mean, I've I've been saying 2 one to people because I do think there's no, gonna be a... it's it's gotta it's gotta be more than that. I
0: I think we're a lot better now than we were the last time we played them. Mm. Was that
1: 2018? Yeah, because I, sh- I saw a photo I of know you. Know it was my
0: last game. You were um, there,
1: like smiling center stage. <laughs> I was.
0: Yeah, I got to meet Michael T. Higgins on my last ever cup. I was absolutely buzzing. I was also a sub that day, so I was like, Nah, I'm out of here. <laughs> um, but no, I think I think three one. I think okay. we should still there should still be that gap and some. Mm.
1: I hope I I hope there is. I'm just skeptical after the World Cup of. I know we're playing very very different opposition. as well. It was a very yeah. draining time for
0: people as well, and um, we hope that there's a bounce. But it's it could be a hangover, you know. Yeah, um, we just have to. I think it's really important that the crowd get behind them. Again, I've, I was annoyed this week by the the negativity and I think it should be a massive celebration. Um it's the middle of the day on a Saturday. It's a great time for a game you know everyone's family bring them along like it, mm. it's a, a great way to spend a couple hours I think it's going to be
1: and it's a, such a yeah just in general Irish I sport like is, you have that I think Bieslem have... might be doing the, the national anthem so that's worth coming for, for that alone there you go there you go out. a little bit of inside info there from I don't okay. know
0: that that's true I could be making that up but anyway don't West sue for there, I heard. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I definitely go though. Uh, but even like the fact, you know, you can go watch that game. They have the rugby later on. You can make a whole day of it. Be good crack. It'll be a bit of fun. Um, if anyone is going, I shall be around the place looking for some fans to interview if we're off the wall. So uh, please do come say hello. Oh, it's always delightful talking to people. But um, Karen for this morning thank you very much for not abandoning me it's a pleasure chatting chat to sure. you as always and um, as we said at the start of the podcast we are now officially in the run into the WSL so we were back to our usual scheduling which is very very fun and um, so please do tune in if you have anything you want to get in contact with us you can get us on Twitter at the Koi Gig Pod uh, and we also post news there we post interviews that maybe don't make it onto the podcast so do follow along the Koi Gig Pod on Off The Ball sponsored by Cabri official snack partner to the Republic of Ireland Women's National team. We will see you guys all very, very soon.
0: The Koi Gig Pod on Off the Ball in association with Cadbury, official snack partner of the Republic of Ireland women's national team.